Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole fucking thing off. Help me, anything move, we knock out. Let's go. Don't play intramurals, brother. All right. Back with another Zone Coverage Quick Shots episode. And I'm joined by Buck, the homie from the 850 Emerald Coastline, Pensacola area code. And uh, Buck, what it do? What's up? All right, Buck, let's go ahead and get into it. I mean, on this podcast, we're going to discuss two on-field incidents that have been buzzing across social media all week. First of all, we're going to talk about Odell Beckham and the choke scene around the world. Um, Odell (laughs) Beckham got into a scuffle with the Ravens' DB Marlon Humphreys, and uh, there was supposedly some punches thrown by Odell, and Marlon Humphreys took exception to it took Odell Beckham to the ground and appeared to have him in a chokehold. But Marlon Humphrey said there was no choke. Freddie Kitchens, of course, said there was a choke and that Marlon Humphrey should be suspended. Did you see it and did you think it was a choke? It looked like a joke. It looked like a choke to me. Um, You know, it's kind of funny because I don't know, Odell Beckham you know, he 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 kind of he kind of withers up a little bit in some of these big games. He did it as a giant, and he's doing it a little bit as a brown as well. Um, and you know, it's kind of funny that um, it's kind of fitting because you know he was in Ohio, kind of like that other wide receiver that kind of pissed people off. This currently a free agent that you know just got released. I think he was with the Giants or somebody. I can't remember who he hell he was with. That that former quarterback turned wide receiver. He kind of pissed uh, people off too. And yep, to where prior. Um, so it's kind of a la to where priorish that uh, Odell Beckham over there is. You know, he's definitely getting choked. Uh, I mean, unless he just had his hands spread out on the front part of his, you know, front part of the, you know, the equipment or whatever. But to me, it looked like a chokehold. Um, so. You know, the Browns have to, you know, keep their composure and try to win a football game. But Odell's going to have to. I mean, I know he's got his little teammate from LSU on the opposite side of him and all that. But in order for the Browns, if they plan on winning this division, they're going to need all of their stars to perform, not just one one heavy and the other one only getting two yards receiving or some whatever he had, two catches or whatever. Um they're going to need all those guys if they plan on winning this division. And, um, you know, that's not a good look. And when you, you fool around and get, get choke slammed on national television, you know, you're going to, you know that, you know, that's, that's a lot of bulletin board material. And when you got defensive backs over there standing across from you in the next game, ah, they're going to, they're going to choke her right there. Let me, let me see if I can get my hands around that neck. You know, that's what they're going to be saying to Odell Beckham. And that's all you need to do is piss him off, and he ain't going to be shit the rest of the game. So um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how Odell responds 
over the course of the next few weeks because we know that choke that choke scene is definitely going to be that's definitely going to be bulletin board material for these other defensive backs that's facing them. I mean, first of all, if he got choked, Odell probably enjoyed it. But aside from that, <laughs> how crazy is it that we go from a keep to lead? Cam Cam Newton would Cam Newton Cam Cam Newton would he would enjoy it. <laughs> How crazy is it that we, go, say, Pam Newton. We, <laughs> that we go from um, Akeem to leave snatching chains off of Knicks to Marlon Humphreys just choking Knicks? I mean, this is just just crazy. And uh, hey, I can't coming up to you, nigga. Things get heated when they're out there, and that's the type of stuff that'll happen. Uh, I mean, do you think any suspensions should be given to any play to either player? I mean. They said Odell threw punches. Do you think that there should be uh, suspensions levied? Just some fines. I mean, sometimes the the battle just gets to these guys. Um, you know, when you're in the middle of a, you know, there was a lot of, you know, towards the end of the Cincinnati Steelers game, there was a lot of fights and flags thrown and things of that nature. Um, it just happens. It's in the heat of battle. Uh, these guys are going at it. Um, choke or no choke, punch or no punch. Just get a guy some fines and, 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 you know, let's not try to draw too much attention to it. This is the NFL's 100th season. We've already had enough bullshit with Antonio Brown, you know, and all his antics. Um, the last thing we need to do is suspend a couple of guys for having a little bit of a tussle on the football field. Just get these guys some fines, you know, maybe put it in the lower writing of, a, of the newspaper and move on from it. We need to kind of focus on the one of the hundred years of the NFL. Okay. All right. So next, we'll move on to another on-field incident involving someone you're very familiar with, a man by the name of Vontez Burfitt. And <laughs> Vontez Burfitt, I, I mean, he he stays in the principal's office. It seems like every season he finds his way in the principal's office, and. Um, this time he may have bitten off a little more than he can chew. He came over the middle on um, Coach Tidy and Jack Doyle, wide open. He launched himself helmet first, like a scud missile, and basically tried to decapitate the man. And once he was thrown out the game, he blew kisses to the crowd and smiled and went to the locker room because that's what Vontae Burfick does. He kills people on the field. So, Buck, what do you think about the hit? Was it just football? Was it unnecessary? Do you think he should have been suspended? What do you think? This is something long overdue. Um, Vontaze Burfitt has had a history of these kind of tackles. Um, we live in a different age. You know, we grew up in an age where you could clothesline players, um, where you could slap the helmet of a player. Um, where, I mean, you could, you know, just do whatever the hell you wanted to. The quarterbacks were not protected. They were drilled into the ground. Okay, those those days are over with. Um, we know that leaving with the helmet, you know, look what happened to Ryan Shazier. Um, you know, you could, you could hurt yourself and put your own self out of the National Football League. So with all of this happened over the course of the last few years, you'd figure Murphy would get it. Well, I think he's probably damaged his head a little bit too much. 
this is something that he should have he should have been suspended years ago. He should have been been suspended on the AB hit. That's probably the reason why AB is acting crazy now because of that that particular hit. Um, Burford should be suspended not only for the rest of this season, but he should be put on the the commissioner's exempt list. This is a guy that's a habitual offender. Um, and he doesn't have any kind of remorse whatsoever when he gets thrown out of the game. Um, there could, I mean, you don't ever, I don't care what team you like, you never want to see a play go, player go down and injure it. You don't, you don't want to see him getting a, um, a concussion. You don't want to see him tearing an ACL. Any of those kind of things, regardless of whether that's your favorite team or not. Because the, the NFL is a brotherhood. He consistently goes over the line of that brotherhood every time he steps on the football field and makes a tackle. Um, There's it's just no room for it in the National Football League. I think he should be on the exempt list and never play another fucking down. That's how I feel about it. All right. I, um... If they were to suspend him for life, I can't say that I'm mad because he's had so many incidents that it's not even funny. And those are just the ones that he got in trouble for. You know, I mean, there are plenty of other incidents that he's gotten away with. And, man, the hit, he got so much speed and lined this guy up and went in for the kill shot. As if he had no type of home training whatsoever. And so exactly. my, my question is this. Now, normally when suspensions like this go down, the NFL PA will step in and say, no, you can't do this. But do you see the NFL PA possibly shying away from this one? Because he did try to take out someone from the brotherhood, as you as you said. Yeah, I mean, that, he can appeal it all he wants. Um, but I don't see them. This is a guy that has a history of doing it. And um, you, you just, you know, he's crossed the line. Just, you know, there's only so, so many times you can, you know, uh, you know, cry wolf, so to speak. You know, if he would have gone off the field with his head down, feeling sorry, you know, showing remorse, then maybe the NFL Players Association will back him up. But to be blowing kisses and running and, and you know, looking like a fucking fairy going off the football field, smiling and shit, man, that, that fool right there, that's, that's a guy that doesn't need to be playing football in this league, period. Um, you just don't do those kind of things, man. I mean, and this, I mean, Burford is a big dude. I mean, I, I think he stands six foot four. Somewhere between 240, 265 pounds, maybe even heavier than that. This is this is a big man. So for him to to launch himself into another guy and and do that and inflict that kind of damage, knowing that this is not something that you're supposed to be doing, and you've been warned about this many occasions. It's just, I mean, I don't think suspending him for the rest of the year is good enough. I don't think he needs to play again. I mean, he's six foot one, two hundred fifty-five pounds. This guy needs to be sat down permanently because you just can't play football like that. I like big hits. Trust me, because that that energizes the team. But you can't launch yourself helmet to helmet. 
You just can't do that. Luckily, Jack Doyle bounced up from the hit. He wasn't he wasn't hurt because um, they hit him in the top of the helmet, which may have been you know because had he hit him in the side of the helmet, uh, Jack Doyle would still be out there on that field. Okay. Yep, had been hospital. And caught him in the side of the helmet. So thankfully, he caught him in the top of the helmet. The head, top of the head is that supposed to be the hardest part of the body, I guess, what I've heard. I don't know. I saw that in the movie once. It may not have been true. But anyway, um, <laughs> he, he he essentially gets a 12-game suspension because, you know, 12 games left in the rest of the season. Do you think that they suspended him that for that long simply because they know he's going to appeal and possibly reduce it to maybe eight games? Uh, no. I just think that, you know, they're trying to send a message um, you know, I don't now. I don't know if he'll get any game checks for that or not. That I don't know. Nah, um, he's gonna lose I don't know how to, million dollars. Okay, excellent. You know, him losing these game checks for not playing um, hopefully sends a message. Hopefully, the NFL Players Association doesn't back him up because I know he's going to appeal it. Um, we should be hearing something on the appeal hopefully by tomorrow, whether he gets to play or not. Um, but like I said earlier, Vontez Burfick has had a history of it. I used to see it twice a year. This guy's not, I mean, he's done this so much that I think now he's damaged, if that makes sense. Because um, I don't think he really knows how to play any other way. Um, that's one of the reasons why they're trying to, I mean, when you had Pac-Man Jones, you had two antagonistic type players in Cincinnati with Pac-Man Jones even though Pac-Man really had, I mean, he had some off-field stuff, but nothing criminal. But you know, between these two guys, you know, Cincinnati, they just, they just, there was a nasty disposition when you played Cincinnati. You knew something bad was going to happen. Um, some, you know, probably a fight from Pac-Man and this guy drilling your damn one of your players into the damn ground, helmet to helmet. It just happened way too many times. I mean, I know some people talk about Adamican Sue. But Sue's not even on this level. This guy's just on a different level. He's just violent. You know, he's just one of those guys that he's not even a bully. He's just like a, I don't know what you want to call him. You know, you had everybody, every neighborhood has got a guy that nobody likes. But he inflicts damage to everything that he touches or whatever. Burfick is that guy, okay? He's just one of those guys that nobody likes. In and layman's term, and layman's term, he's the Debo of the NFL. Yeah, I wouldn't call him Debo of the NFL. I would say, um, I would say the Jigsaw. You know, Jigsaw, that character from Batman, Jigsaw? not Batman, oh. from uh, from Punisher, from yeah. Punisher, the last Punisher, Punisher, Punisher. He's that guy. You know, nobody's ever really liked him, even when he when the space went all fucked. But then his face got fucked up, they still didn't. You know, he still. Not like he thought people don't like him more that way. He's kind of that kind of that type of pl- type of player, and he just doesn't get it for whatever reason. But like I said, twelve games is not enough for this dude. He needs to be sat down permanently. He doesn't need to play in the league anymore. You want to play like that? Go to WWE. You know, go to you know do, go go there. You know, go 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 join. Uh, what's the guy that used to play for the Cowboys? Um, um, I watched him in the, in the 
And then, oh, he played for the Carolina Panthers too. I would have thought I would told you his name. You want to say anything? Yeah. If you want to do, if you don't, you want to, you know, hit somebody in the head and act a fool. Go to MMA. Okay. It ain't the National Football League. You're in the wrong sport. Sure, I mean, I think it's time for. Yeah, but it, it don't apply to some of these fools that's coming out there now. But all I can say is this. Perfect. Uh, if the commissioner wants to be well liked, you get rid of this guy in the National Football League. You will. Ha- I would never boo you again if you get Burfick out of the National Football League. Put him on the exempt list. That's where he belongs. He doesn't need to be suspended. Now that's telling. That's tell you how I feel about Burfick. If I and I don't like Roger Goodell, but if he sits this fool down, I'll love him until he until he retires. Yeah, I'm never gonna stop booing Goodell. I think it's funny, but um, I get what you're saying. I will. Um, yeah. It kind of reminds you of, and I know they're probably gonna use this for precedent, but th- we're in a different time, a different era, because this happened back in 2006. It's almost like when Albert Hainsworth stepped on Andre Garrard's face. Um, that time Andre Garrard was laying on the ground and he put his cleats, raked them across his face, and Andre Garrard had to get 30 stitches. And um, yep. Albert Hainsworth got five games for doing that. Yeah. Um, so I know they're probably going to use that for precedent, but I think we're in a different time, um, different type of pressure on the NFL. And I, I agree with you. This guy is everything that's wrong with what the NFL's image is trying to portray or recover. And um, they, they, they need to do it. Get this guy out of there. Right there. Yeah. And speaking of fighting, um, Brandon Marshall, the former receiver for the New York Jets, Chicago Bears, and a couple other teams, has thrown his name into the ring to be a heavyweight boxer. And he's calling out Deontay Wilder already. So let me give you a little piece of advice, Brandon. First of all, you're like 35 years old. Second of all, Deontay Wilder kills people for a living. Um, third of all, he's never going to fight you because you're not worth the money to fight. Go find a couple of tomato cans, a couple of glass Joes, beat up on them, and you know enjoy a nice little 12-2 and two record or something and retire at the age of 37. No one wants to fight you. You're a sideshow. I'm not saying that he can't be good, but you don't come into the game at 35 years old and t- and call out the baddest man on the planet. So, good luck, Brandon exactly. Marshall. I hope it, to see you fight on ESPN or Fox Sports or something. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know about calling out Deontay Wilder. That's just, that's just not smart, bro. No, it's not smart. And I, I mean... He's uh, now not taking anything away from Brandon Marshall. He's a pretty, pretty big dude. But you got to be a whole. You gonna have to season yourself before you step in the ring with De, uh, with Deontay Wilder. Wilder's a tacticianist. This is a guy that's got a mean punch. I mean, this is a guy that can hit you so damn hard that you know. You remember how back in the day when we were coming up when the parents got mad at you? They said they're gonna knock you in the middle of next week. Yeah. That's the kind of hit that that Wilder can put on you, okay? So, you just a little... Now, if you were 
maybe Cameron Haywood size at about 297 pounds or something like that, and you want to call out Deontay Wilder, okay, you might could do it, but you're still not seasoned. But you only 215-ish, okay? Or maybe, you know, you may be about the size of Wilder, but I don't know if I want to step in the feet. You know, the only time I want to see Wilder is at the Boston Hall of Fame shaking his hand and, you know, having that little fist just pressed up against my jaw in a picture. I don't think I want to be hit by that by that hand, okay? Nah. So, well, you before you start calling out these guys, you might want to fight a few, get a feel for boxing a little bit, you know, get some, you know, then, you know, work your way up. But at 35, it's going to be hard for you to work your way up a lot. Okay, Tyson Fury can call him out. You can't. It's going. It, it, I don't think you ever can. So he called out Tyson. I Fury think you need too. to. Uh, Tyson Fury killed that boy. I mean, this is a man that just fought with a damn four-inch gash above his eye and won a fight. And you calling him out too? Uh, I don't know where your balls at, son. Your balls ain't big enough. You know, you don't have thirty-five hundred HD size balls. Your balls may be. Great size, okay. I don't know if I want to call out these guys because, I mean, you might want just the payday and fall and, and lay down. That'll be the only way you fight these guys. He ain't got to lay down. You ain't gonna go in there. Yeah, you gonna get knocked the fuck down. So I don't know. If that's something you really want to do just yet. I mean, maybe you got hit too many times playing playing the football league to be even. You know, talking about, about you want to fight these guys because how about this, Brandon Marshall? Why don't you fight Vontez Burfitt? How about that? There you go. And he'll he'll get his ass whooped by him too. Or, or all you got to do is headbutt him. If you decide to get into <laughs> wrestling and you're looking for a chokehold, then you can fight um, Odell Beckham. <laughs> what he's trying to say is just to help you out. Let's fight. Pe- let's fight people that's in your league first. Right. Okay. That's what he's trying to say. Just so you understand, that's for the people in cheap seats. All right. And we were trying to think of Greg Hardy's name for UFC. I couldn't think of his name for nothing. Yeah, that man. That man was um, licking the other dude's blood in the last fight he was in. So that lets you know he ain't playing with a full deck either. He ain't. He ain't even got. I don't even think he has hearts in his deck. I, no, I think mm-hmm. he's missing. A, I think he's missing a whole suit out of that deck. So he's about right. That, that dude ain't got. But, old. That dude ain't got but thirty-seven cars in that deck. I ain't gonna lie. So as the old folks used to say when I was coming up, all this folks ain't home. Nah, nah he's gonna <laughs> his couch. So. <laughs> well, uh, well, all right, man. You got anything before I shut this down? Yes, I do. The final round of twelve um, has been established in NASCAR. Cowboy still leads. Well, Martin Truex Jr. is second. Denny Hamlin third. Joy Logano, Kevin Harvick, Stacey Elliott won the race on the Roval last week, so got Chevrolet another victory. He's at six sixth place. Brad Keselowski is seventh. Kyle Larson, 8th. Alex Bowman, ninth. Ryan Blaney, 10th. William Byron, 11th. And Clint Boyer, 12th. 
So we are on the um, now the cut cutoff line. Kyle Larson's at that cutoff line at eight. So this week, I think they race in Darlington, and we'll find out. Um, and you know, these guys got paint schemes almost every different every week now. Um, no, they're racing at the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware. So that's where they'll be racing this week. Um, also, Arca has some new has a um, changing things up a little bit in the Arca Remax series is what it used to be called. Um, but they're they're making some changes because NASCAR is taking them over. So you're going to start seeing some changes. You might even see some de- developmental program type stuff. You know, developmental drivers coming through the Arca series. Um, it's a fun series to watch. Um, and this week also, Reddick has been uh, tapped to be in the eight car next year, now driven by Daniel Hemrick. He only got one year in this car, which is really kind of surprising. Um, but Tyler Reddick has been lighting it up in the Xfinity series. Um, he's a championship contender in that series, and he will be driving the eight car next year, along with uh, Austin Dillon continuing to drive the three. So definitely a good star, and he would definitely add something to the team. So we'll see how things go in the Monster Mile this week. All right. Cool Tyler Davis coming up. Appreciate that, man. And go ahead and wrap this up. You've been listening to Zone Coverage Quick Shots here on T2Q. You can follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. And you can go to the website at TalkToQ.com. That's Talk, the number two, Q.com. Sign up for the email newsletter so you can get the podcast delivered to your inbox every time it drops. You can also find me on iTunes, Spotify, um, anywhere there's a podcast aggregator. You can probably find zone coverage somewhere in the mix. Everyone have a great day. We'll do it again next week. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole double thing off. Help me, anything move, we knock out. Let's go. I am the greatest. Go play intramurals, brother. But they are who we thought they were. You don't play to just play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got any excuses tonight, Roy? Playoffs? What are you about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Be a dog. We don't need no meows, we don't need no cats, we need more dogs. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice?